Previously on Diceweave. I've seen this before. It has been referred to as spiral dust. In high quantities, it has the capability of forcibly translating someone. We're uh, private investigators. You uh, know Isa? Honestly, I think Luther went out looking for Isa. We just wanted them to see something else, see some other music. Vinyl Rat, it's a great record shop. Do you remember anything distinctive about the day that Blair went missing? Uh, it was one of those Radigan concerts, uh, Radigan Stripes. Do you know what he was up to? May have been noticed with some ruffians. You know the sort, the kinds with purple hair and, and listen to punk music. Oh, dare say I think he may have snuck out. This is Agent Pete, over, requesting a rendezvous. Oh, I mean, we could always head over to the uh, Drunken Badger. Last time y'all left off, you did some interviews. You interviewed sad people, sad wife, bitchy mother, and stoner friend. It's the three genders. (laughs) The three genders! I'm a stoner roommate. Sad wife, bitchy mother, stoner friend. Tag yourself, I'm stoner friend. Who identifies as bitchy mom, though? I guess Pete does you kind know, of have sad male You know, I was assigned bitchy mom at birth, but I don't identify with that. I'm sorry, we missed Will saying, I guess Pete does have sad male wife energy, and I feel like that's more important than anything else that gets said tonight. Well, there's your intro. You also did uh, shenanigans with walkie-talkies, and specifically, you settled on meeting at the Drunken Badger, a bar in Toronto somewhere. So I figure we can open on the Drunken Badger. Alrighty. So who get that? Who gets there first? Then who's probably closer? Uh, well, I would say we would be closer because Nav and Bell were in like a normal apartment-style neighborhood. Yeah, versus the uh, gated fucking rich people place. I assume Mr. Magic Pants over here with his bar knowledge of Toronto didn't pick, like, up ritzy place in the fancy neighborhood they were hanging out in, because, like, he's probably not going to those bars. No, probably not. I don't think our characters have ever so much as probably stepped into a ritzy place for any reason that wasn't probably uh, espionage or something. No, I have. I genuinely believe Pete had a short-term job as the ambassador to a small country that he just hasn't brought up yet. <laughs> See, I think he was probably the ambassador of that small country. Oh, okay. He, was the, he somehow, for like three hours, was the ambassador to Luxembourg. And he does not know this. <laughs> he thought he was just like chatting with some people because somebody stepped out of the room and said hey could you talk to these people i've got to go to the bathroom quick and then somehow that turned into like a three-hour talking to people and negotiating the peace he just thought he was doing retail people were like very angry and yelling at him like sometimes in a language he didn't really understand and that's just that's some sometimes that's retail for pete (laughs) he did a very good job I love how anytime we just say something's canon for Pete, it just kind of sinks into whatever he is. I love him. Anyways. I love him so much. Let's get actually, we enter the bar. Yes. Nav goes up to the nearest member of the staff and says, hello, we would like a table. We will have two more people coming. 
Uh, yeah, I can, I can get something for you. Just right this way, sugar. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Nav. Got the moves? I mean, I can move, yes. I, was, am I in your way? Not what I was saying, but you know what? I appreciate... You, you, you got the spirit. Thank you. Uh, let's find out if there's anything on this menu that I am actually capable of drinking. Here's your table. Here's your menus. Uh, just so you know, we do have a special on uh, poutine today. Oh, God. The only Canadian food that I can think of. I mean, poutine is also one of the only Canadian foods I think you might get at a bar, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I've never had it at a bar, but it's not like outside of the realm of possibility for a place that's like got pub food. I've had poutine in the US in a bar. It's because it's good. Like, here's the thing. You can make fun of poutine as much as you want, but you can't tell me potatoes with cheese and gravy is a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying I'm annoyed that it's a good idea. Oh, because Canadians came up with it. It can't be a good idea. I understand. Oh, no. I absolutely I absolutely <laughs> wish the best for all of Canada. <laughs> yes, this is a thing I need to state. Like, I, it, the accusations are wrong. <laughs> but, no, it, I'm just annoyed that it sounds terrible and it sounds like a cursed as shit thing and then it's just really good. Anyways, in-universe Nav has been here for a little while and has already gone attached to poutine so they immediately order it and ask bell if they'd tried the local delicacy yet <laughs> uh i actually have a couple times i haven't really been out too much i've only had it kind of like you know snagging something on my way home from work but yeah yes i will order us poutine for the table thank you all right that's for poutine for four can i get you anything else I'll, co I'll come back when your friends get here. Thank you, ma'am. She walks off. <laughs> okay. Has Twink Squad assembled? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we have found a parking spot, finally. Oh, my God. Currently, Belle is sitting at that table, occasionally munching on poutine, uh, poutine, but mostly just, like, sketching out a handful of ideas on a napkin. Hey, you guys are here first, which I guess makes sense. I uh, did not think parking would be this hard to find, and I don't like parallel parking, so uh, yeah. And you haven't been kidnapped. That's good. It is nice to see you also have not been kidnapped, although I did not realize this was a primary concern for this mission. Yeah, is this something you're often worried about, Pete? I mean, no, not really. Usually that, I mean, usually kidnapping doesn't stick with me, but um, it's nothing I haven't seen before. Though so, uh, this time, like, I mean, it seems more mysterious. I mean, maybe I'm just overthinking it because of the new job, uh, but like, people do seem to be vanishing. After visiting a record store, and I guess it's good that none of you guys are into music. Maybe that. Maybe that's the Wait, problem. Wait, record store. You also Say that again. got information regarding a vinyl record. Holy shit! Immediately flips over the napkin, unfolds it by like two to its like thinner section. Was it called the vinyl rat? Oh, it I was gonna get us to count was. to three. Yes, it was. Yes. Holy shit! We're good. Yeah. I both of the people we checked on uh, went to that store, or at least we think they did, before 
they vanished, huh? Okay, so absolutely that is the first place we have to go, isn't it? Like, that that has to be, like, the easiest first first response we got here. It does seem like the logical place to begin our investigation. Yeah, though we should probably, you know, work out what everyone, our guys, said to each other first. I don't know, feels like we could use as much information as we get. That's how these things work, right? Also, I have prepared, or I have gone to the liberty of ordering both of you some poutine, so we may as well finish that and discuss our situation at the same time. Oh, thanks, I'm starving. Here you are. Now, I see everyone's here, so uh, what can I get for y'all? Any drinks? Uh, Another dose of uh, poutine, if you don't mind. Another poutine, okay. I am on the clock, so uh, I guess, like, Moscow mule, but hold the Moscow. Get all it? Right. Ginger beer? I just want ginger beer. <laughs> uh, all right, one ginger beer. What kind of work do you do, sugar? Oh, I'm a... Uh, what? How do I... It's... Uh, sorry, it's a bit of... I'm a new employee here. I'm still kind of getting the grips of things. Uh, what would you say, Colin? You, you're... You're the you're the senior here. I'm I'm delegating this. Oh, is this like some kind of work meeting? You could say that. Um, we're private contractors. We um, yeah, we interview people on behalf of a private organization. Do you know what proof alcohol the alabaster cider is? I'm completely ignoring <laughs> the conversation. Nav is still stuck on ordering drinks. They have not gone to the shift in the conversation here. S- sorry, I, I'm literally looking this up. <laughs> Shit. Oh, did you make that up? Yeah, no, sorry. Just grab a random, like, apple cider. It was I just named the thing. Uh, yeah, Alabaster's a 7% apple cider. Yes. Thank you. I will have one of these beverages. All right. Bloody Caesar, hold the bloody. All right. Anything else? I'll just get a black coffee. All right. I see you're the DD today. All right. I'll get those out for you. See y'all in a bit. She walks away. Did, did she think I was going to get drunk off of ginger beer? I mean, uh, did, how did she know I was a lightweight? But I don't even think I'm that much of a lightweight. What? Pete ordered a ginger beer, and specifically, it was remarked that Colin was the TD. So cute. <laughs> so he's like, wait, how am I going to rock? Yeah, got a bloody Caesar, uh, hold the bloody, which is the non-alcoholic. I don't know this. <laughs> ha! Making fun of you, because I worked at a bar. I worked at a coffee shop that sold alcohol. and I'm not saying that you need to go to a bar, Lexi. But you need to learn about how bars function. Like, this is just a nice lady who thinks that, like, any drink that's not coffee contains alcohol. <laughs> Terrible barkeep. <laughs> you know, I love her. Let's stand. I love this queen. Okay. God. Anyways, Nav lays out their uh, detailed, like, timed notes and uh, pulls out one of the cameras with, like, a rudimentary, like, screen to, like, view the pictures on and, like, goes over the details. <laughs> well, we're gonna definitely have to update the murder wall after this. Indeed. Do we do, keep, gotta keep calling it a murder wall? I mean, like, maybe if that kid's parents were abductive, but it's kind of like, 
morbid to talk about a kid that is as if he, they're already dead. We we don't know they're dead. Yeah. Real quick, have we shared our info on these people yet? We, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're okay. doing right now. The primary interests of the missing persons we were investigating was his interests in LARPing, which is some kind of fantasy-themed activity. Yeah, he was a LARPer. Uh, he was, like, big into the medieval shit. He had full set of armor and everything. Uh, he and his roommate, uh, they were, like, accountants. And oh, the biggest thing, though, he's, he was at work the day he went missing, and then he went to a concert. And that uh, that was the last time that they saw uh that's the last time they saw him. And the concert was very likely that of the man who owns this record store that you had spoken of as well. As in did they hold it there or, or just the guy who runs the store funded it? I think it was at this venue. Well, that's concerning. Uh on our end we uh know that the kid that went missing was uh, spotted at this store, hang- having made some new friends. Uh, not that his parents actually know it. Felt like we learned more about this this kid from the uh, wife of his music teacher than his mom, which uh, is just morbid, but fantastic writing material. Um, wait, nope, sorry, real person. I turn off writer brain. And then... The guy, we don't know what happened to him, but we did know that he went out looking for this guy, this kid, and because the music teacher, he was, like, worried about him and such, so kind of feel like if he was looking for him, he'd probably look for him at the same spot. So, uh, yeah, both as such, I'm connecting a few dots, but kind of reckon both our guys went missing the rat as well. Yeah. Th- this seems like a pretty clear connection between them. This is This is great. I mean, not the going missing thing, of course, but like, hey, if if they're out there, this is the best way to possibly find them. I guess the only question left is, do we go straight to the record store or should we look into this last victim? I'm concerned walking headfirst into a location we know was the last known location of so many individuals. Perhaps we should check the last or discuss the last victim's circumstances before diving headfirst. I personally am a headfirst kind of gal, but I'm happy to do whatever, you know, whatever suits the group. Well, I, I usually kind of end up in situations. Haven't actually tried planning before. That That's novel. No time like the present, Pete. So what do we think this guy is? Like, the guy who runs it, like, alien, one of those weird eraser thingies? No, that doesn't seem... Can they erase whole people? Hey, y'all. If you're talking about men in black, I'm pretty sure... Can I get get any refills on your drinks? Any more poutine? Oh, I'll have another coffee, thank you. All right, here you go. She pours some coffee out for you. So anyway, the neuralizer in men in black, I'm pretty sure only works on memories. And they have to be primed with an alternative story before the false memories are erased. Also, we're currently not in that recursion. That's a good point as well, yeah. You didn't clear a neuralizer for this mission, did you? That seems unnecessary. No, of course not. We should probably also, before we actually go to the uh, rat or anything, make sure we check in with everybody else, make sure that if we somehow did go uh, MIA, that somebody else would actually know where we were. 
Okay. Uh, Nav takes out their phone and uh, types up a text to uh, Administrator Theo. Group has discovered location known as Vinyl Rat may be central to disappearances. If you do not hear from us by the end of the day, assume the worst. And sends it off. You know, that gets it done. Gets it done. Are you sure about assumes the worst? That feels a little bit, um... It guarantees immediate immediacy in his response. What is the worst? That we all die? Well, I think the worst would likely be that by interacting with such dangerous substances, we create some kind of tear in reality itself, destroying all life in the universe. Yeah, okay, that would be worse. I kind of figured the worst was we just get yanked into some recursion and eaten alive by some giant monster or something, but, uh... I was counting that under all of us dying. You know, I was thinking more a bit more in depth on it, though, because, like, it's different. It's different getting, like, a bullet put between your eyes or getting slowly munched to death. Only for us. I mean, yeah, but, like... I think that's a relevant thing to consider in terms of you dying. That Your input is kind of important in terms of the dying thing. Can you really blame an eldritch monster for eating someone? They need to eat, too. I can, in fact. I highly doubt eldritch monsters are responsible for this particular case. There'd be more people suffering from random mental illness attacks in the area if that were the case. Yeah, there's usually a lot more uh, generally going on, and it's a lot more... They're not very subtle with their kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's always either them or vampires. Fucking vampires. If it were vampires, we would likely be finding corpses at this rate. Exactly. Not to mention, you probably would have found at least one, like, Victorian-looking lady who's, like, eating kids or some shit. It's clearly not werewolves. Not violent enough for that. So I'm thinking maybe aliens... Aliens is not the farthest off possibility. I've still got my bet on flying people leaders. The medieval connection. He has a sketchbook out and is writing this all down. (laughs) (laughs) Purple people werewolf? Werewolf alien? Question mark, question mark. Oh, sorry, what were we saying? I'm trying to take notes, but this is... So, uh... Werewolf aliens. Are those things? Well, if the alien biology is compatible with a werewolf virus, it's but uh, it could happen. Yeah, honestly, I don't think that would be very far-fetched at all. God, I love this job. Regardless of the exact cause. Although I think that would probably have to be classified as a xenowolf. Since, you know, the etymology of werewolf, where is from the Old English for man, hence man-wolf. That also just has a good fucking ring to it, so. Regardless. All right, we'll put the pin in the Xenowolfs, and uh, we'll come back to that theory later if the uh, evidence bears it out. I'm kind of excited. I ha- kind of hope there's a Xenowolf involved now. Now you got me excited. Regardless, we need to gather more information before we plan any further. GM takes notes. <laughs> Violent scribbling from across the mic. You have to save things like this until we forget about them. That's how you really nail it home. Anyways. 
What what is the plan? Will we immediately go to this record store or interview the final? Yeah, should we check in on this Danny Espinoza? Well, I don't think it's a good idea for any of us to go to the record store without the rest of the team. I feel like that's not a good idea. So if we want to interview Espinoza, I say we do that first. Fair. I think I think it's probably worth the time just to go out and give it a shot quick. Just see if there's anything else we can gather from this stuff. All four of us? Wouldn't that be kind of scary? The two-by-two two thing was working, but I guess there's no one else for us to interview. Maybe some of a, like two of us hang out outside so we don't terrify the folks. Wouldn't that be scarier? Unless you mean like out of like out, sight. out of range, like they don't know we're there. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. So, uh, who will it be? Who's inter- interested in one more roleplay <laughs> interview sequence? Let's put uh, Belle and Pete together. Have have the newbies do one on their own. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a great idea? Oh yeah, absolutely. Nothing, nothing better than like uh, sending two people with no experience into a, a situation where anything could conceivably happen. That's uh, that sounds like fun. Look, guys, we'll be a walkie-talkie call away. We're just gonna be in the car. We'll be right behind you if you need anything. Let's go. You also have both proven to be adequate at taking notes for type these types of events, and I put all of my faith in you. Aww. Cool. Thank you, man. Cool. Great. Amazing. Definitely don't feel incredibly pressured. Let's do this. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry. Kind of elbows a little too hard. Don't worry. I got you, Pete. We got this. Yeah. You know, wasn't so bad. I mean, couldn't be much worse than the older lady was. No, not that lady. Uh, the, the older, older one. The one in the big house. You killed all of her mates. Uh, sounds like the bitchy ma was kind of the worst that we're probably going to get into today. Oh, did we tell you what she said about Mozart? <laughs> oh, God. Anybody who has an opinion on Mozart has an opinion about way too many fucking things. Oh, this conversation lasts until we get to the other place. <laughs> yep, they're just filling in like, oh, my God, girl, you have to hear the tea on this bitch. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the boys ranting about how shitty this person sounds as a parent. Okay. The four of you... Make your way over to the neighborhood where Danny and her wife Yulia are live. You pull up a suburban house. Uh, you pull up. There's like a a little yard, some ha- nearby houses. There's an older woman out f- like in front of a nearby ish house, uh, like watering some plants, some flowers, and. You can get out and pull up to this house. What do you do? Nav stays in the car. All righty, Pete, let's hit it. All right. All right, we got this, all right, man? Yeah, no, I mean, last two went well, and I didn't did even do a lot of the talking, and I'll just try to be more professional-ish. I don't know. Whatever I did last time seemed to work. I'll just do that again. Let's do this. Cullen gives them a thumbs up through the car window. It's tinted windows, so we can't tell, but the energy's there. <laughs> then he starts playing heavy metal out of the speaker system. Whole <laughs> <laughs> well, car starts rattling. <laughs> All right, we approach the door. I give it a knock. 
Uh, a dog starts barking inside. Oh, pupper. And then uh, you wait. H- how long do you wait? Dog, dog is barking. Uh, there's no response. Pete would knock again, but a bit louder this time after like 30 seconds. Dog is barking. There's uh, the dog bark uh, whimpers a little bit. Kind of, kind of, or not whimpers, but like whines. Yeah, I'm going to lean over to the window and kind of peek in a bit. You see a inside of a house. You don't see anyone. Um, the dog is barking at the door. Huh. Uh, can Nav see if the lights are on or not? From the car? From the car. I think you can see like the hint of a light through... Like there, there are some door frames or whatnot in the house. I think you can see that there is maybe a light on um, further in the house. There's also a car in the driveway. Maybe she's just out on a walk. Local grocers didn't need the car. Uh, Could be showering or something. Let let's just let's just give it a minute. Bell's anxious and kind of like doing the uh, not sitting still thing of like shuffling around a lot. But if I'm trying to decide, wait like another. Right now, how impulsive I want to make Nav as a character. I wonder, could I use premonition to just try and learn? Because it says, learn one random fact from a person or location that is pertinent to a topic you designate. Mm. I mean, you can certainly try to use this ability. I think the topic has to be like a one or two word type of thing. All right. First things first. Um, he'd probably wait like a little bit of time. Like, let's say, h- how much time would Nav wait before like starting to do other things? Because Pete would probably wait like five minutes, and then maybe uh, Nav is pretty slow to use their abilities on stuff, but they are considering doing Sorry, something I meant, very. I, sp- me- I meant Bell. Ah. I, I I I misspeak. Uh, Bell would kind of hang out for about probably five minutes before going back to the car and being like. I'm getting a little concerned here. Uh, we're not getting much of an answer at the moment. All right, so let's just say we wait five minutes. Uh, any developments? No change. That um, older woman watering her flowers is kind of watching y'all. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go over to her quick. Okay. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, we're looking for a Miss Espinoza. Have you seen her around today? Hmm. Who, who might be asking? We are private investigators. We're looking into the disappearance of Danny Espinoza. We were looking to speak to uh, her partner. Oh, Yulia. Such a shame what happened to Danny. You're looking for her. I'm glad someone's looking for her. Uh, I can't say that I have seen Yulia. Not, not today. When was the last time you did see them? Hmm, I, I think she pulled in last night. Didn't think anything out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen her leave? Not today. I figured she had a day off. Uh, where does she work, if you don't mind my asking? Well, I think she's in film. Well, I think. <laughs> I don't mean think. She's a She does a lot with her camera. She's got... Um, I know that sh- I, I think she's worked on a number of films around Toronto as part of the cruise, though I think she and her wife also do some other kinds of photo- uh, videography. 
Oh, that's so cool. I uh, always wanted to meet my... No, sorry, I'm in, I'm in work. I just hope she's okay. Um, and he's going to kind of just sort of stay, remained in thought. And whether he means to or not, cast premonition from this location as Yulia with Yulia as the topic. Okay. You get the vibe of you get a smell of cheap alcohol the kind that you get when you're sad and trying to put that away i think yeah you get this like really strong whiff of it and you have this like image in your head of a few bottles on the ground and i think you see one of the bottles rolling away rolling across the floor away from a chair. Oh, whoa. What's that? And he's going to um, kind of, it looked like he stared off to space in a little while and probably like uh, just kind of stood there for a few seconds and then he comes to and is like, looks around like he's kind of, you know, reacquiring where he is, sees the old lady and suddenly remembers uh the whole first rule of working for the strange and is just like, I, uh, sorry, uh, thank you so much for your time. I, uh, just realized that there is something I quickly need to handle with, uh, my associate here, uh, but we will, we'll do our very best to, to, uh, make sure that everyone is uh, okay. I hope you find her. Say hi to Yulia for me. Of course. Thank you for all your help, ma'am. He'll kind of, like, um, walk like away from the house and just kind of pull out his notebook, but, like, not actually do anything with it until he feels like he's, like, lost the old lady's attention. And then he'll just turn to Belle and be like, well, I, uh, I think... I don't know how, well, I, I sort of know how. I have mind powers now, I guess, but, uh, I think I know why Julia isn't answering the door. Uh, good news, it's probably not because she disappeared, but uh, so, you know, when you're really trying to forget something, like maybe the disappearance of your loved one, and, you know, you just need to get really wasted off of the cheapest thing you can find. Well, uh, yeah. I think I kind of, yeah, we, she may not be easy to wake up if she even is still there. Yeah, all right. Dog is barking. Wow, must be a hell of a hangover. At least, I hope that's the case. I don't want to think about the alternative. Okay, this is gonna be, uh... This could be a little dubious. If she doesn't answer, I don't think coming back later's really gonna be in the cards as much as just getting this taken care of before more people go missing. So, uh, let's give this one the last shot. Absolutely pounding on the door. Dog starts howling. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. Kind of whines a bit. I'm sorry, little buddy. I'm, we'll find her, I promise. I hope she's coherent enough to feed you. We'd be really sad if we came back here. And yeah, no, I'm not going to think about that. Uh, well, if she can sleep through that, she can sleep through anything right now. Or is just not moving out of bed, which is fair enough, all things considered. 
Nev has heard this loud enough a knock in the car and rolls down the car window uh, and shouts, What's wrong? Pete will like glance at the door and then the old lady and then the car and then we'll just run over and be like, Okay, so uh, I may or may not have learned through mind powers that this lady's uh, partner is definitely probably very drunk dr- drinky depressed so uh are you t- we were waiting for a little bit longer but it doesn't look like there's anything maybe we should just leave can you be more specific with what you experienced in your premonition that's what that's called yes huh that's a cool name i can do it as well i should maybe have told you about this ahead of time well i guess that's a bit Redundant, but uh, yeah, I uh, we were talking, and the uh, n- nice old lady over there said that um, she hadn't seen Yulia for a while, and I started wondering what she could be up to, and I just smelled really cheap, al- cheap alcohol, and kind of thought I saw a bottle somehow. It was weird. It was like I was still. It was like I wasn't even standing here for a little bit. It was just alcohol and just some sort of idea of a bottle, and then I was back. Is that, is that always what it feels like? Bottles rolling, that is. The bottle was not being drank? Nope, just rolling. Nav pulls out their phone and immediately dials 911. Yeah, okay. Nothing, no response to the pounding? I mean, the dog is barking. Yep, uh... Ugh, Hello, boy. dispatch? Like I said, dubious. I'm shoving my shoulder into the door and breaking in. <laughs> Okay, Navi is on the line with 911, but I guess we're doing a breaking and entering now. So they hang up. <laughs> I don't know you're on the phone with 911. I'm at the door. Nav sees Belle break into the door across the street and immediately hangs up and exits the car. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, are we doing crimes? I didn't realize we were allowed to do crimes. <laughs> I need you to make a uh, difficulty f- f- four check to break this door open. All right, now either I saw Belle crash through a door or I saw Belle sh- run full force into a door and fail to break <laughs> through it. And either way, this is something that has required Nav's attention. That would be exceedingly sad considering I bust open a multi-dimensional door when I was ramming into a different door. So if you have any skills in this and if you want to apply uh, effort or anything. I've got breaking into inanimate objects. Uh, breaking okay. inanimate objects. So reduced to three. And then if you want to apply effort or if you have any assets or anything that might help. Nah, I got this. I've got confidence in myself. I believe in myself. My dice aren't going to betray me for once in my life. Holy fucking shit, I was right at 20. Nice! Wow, you guys really escalated things quickly. It's only when I'm breaking down doors, I'm Derek Morgan. <laughs> you, you don't just break down the door. It like perfectly falls into the doorway in a way that is like, no, wait, it shatters into a million pieces. That's more realistic. Uh, so are we going to have it so that you somehow hit this door with like enough finesse that it just slides open without any property damage? Or are we having you obliterate the door from this material plane? <laughs> yeah, those are the two options. <laughs> Wily Coyote through the doorway. Uh, this is up to you, Val. Okay, between the two, there is, I am very tempted towards one, but honestly, I think Belle would be trying to be careful here, so it's probably just a, like, 
broke the lock. The lock was not installed properly and it just pops right off the whole door. Bella's really good at breaking doors, apparently. Very cleanly. Apparently! <laughs> Special skills. This that is my care. one skill in life. Uh, honestly, I think this has also set you up, because this has happened multiple times with 20s, that like it would not be difficult for you to get... Uh, gain familiarity with breaking doors open which would be like you would have to spend i think two xp or something but it would be a plus one like an actual like plus one to any role to break open a door incredible i think that's probably <laughs> going to be a part of my future because <laughs> goddamn apparently doors are just my nemesis and damn if i have it trained to destroy them <laughs> <laughs> oh my god love it anyway so the door opens and the dog, uh, there's a dog in here. It's barking. Um, it is a, it's probably like a 60 pound dog. It's barking at you a little bit surprised and startled and whines at you. I ca- kind of kneel down a little bit. Let it see me for a second. Realize I'm not threatening before I. Nav appears behind you and says, Belle, I would really request that in the future, if you're going to engage in property damage, you alert the team first. Totally fair. Sorry, I just got really freaked out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. Wait, what's going on? Some people, I, some people just drink a lot after a bad night. I mean, was it because of the whole thing where you mentioned that bottles needed to specifically be rolled? Uh, oh no, we should hurry. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, doing mental math, thinking. Okay, this is a two-story house. Yeah. Goes upstairs, where a bedroom most likely is. Start looking in doorways. It's not a particularly big house. You find a bathroom. Uh, it's empty. You find a bedroom, which uh, is very, it is very decorated, very decorative in a way that one might entertain in, in such a room. Um, lots of uh, interesting lights, and there are some uh, very fun-looking toys that adults might use. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, uh, but there's no one in here. Uh, you look, check in the other room up there, and there's no one in there. But if you are checking downstairs as well, you find like a kitchen area and a sort of living room area where there's a chair set up, and you can see some bottles on the floor. When it, but there's no person and. Next to the chair is a record player where the record is still spinning, but has gone off the edge, you know, the way that they end. motherfucker. But you don't find Yulia anywhere in the house. Fuck. Dog's food is also out. Or, like, the bowl is empty. Well, I have a working theory that we may not want to play that record... Well, maybe we do. Maybe it'll teleport us somewhere. Maybe it'll kill us. Maybe it'll disintegrate us. Maybe that just does nothing and that this is another thing. Pete, take a deep breath for me. Hi. Calm down. We need to investigate. Really exciting. It's a a lot. We get it, man. But we're the ones who got to stay calm in this situation. All right. Nav picks the dog up. (laughs) <laughs> That's a big fucking the dog. Sixty pound dog. Can I roll to try to pick the dog up? Sure. Is the dog gonna let you? 
I definitely want the plot twist to be that Nav is secretly just absolutely ripped. Oh, they're not. I would have to train for that. But I don't think they know how strong they are very well either. They don't lift animals very often. Pete, go to the kitchen, look for dog food. Um, I'm going to put picking up the dog at a level three. Because like I can pick up Loki, but not well. Okay. It's like 50-50. And I almost want to say that Nav might have an... In, uh, do, do you have any kind of like strength inabilities or like detriments or anything? Not explicitly. My might is only a nine. Okay. Um, actually, okay. I know. Sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll set it at a level four and that just... Yeah. And if you want to spend, uh, spend effort, you can. What is it that I have to roll again? It's been a little while. It's a D20. A D20. Okay, thanks. I just wanted to make sure... Look, we switched games, and then I haven't actually had to roll very much. Because <laughs> we're still early enough in the game. Okay. I got a nine. Okay. You try to pick up the dog, and uh, the dog kind of squirms out. It's much heavier than you expected, because dogs are heavy when they're big and squirmy. When they are agitated about their owner being missing. Yeah. Nav stares at the dog. For a few moments, and then instead of trying to pick it up, takes a picture of it on one of their digital cameras and walks over to the old lady in the other yard. Excuse me, ma'am. This dog seems to belong to the neighbor who does not appear to be home. Can you ensure that it is fed if she does not return soon? I was wondering why you were breaking into the house. Yulia's missing too? We do not know for certain at this point, but I am sure we will all feel less concerned if we know the dog is cared for. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. I I can take care of Rufford. Rufford? <laughs> okay, I love that. Thank you, ma'am. Rufford third V. Hayes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, Belle is looking at that record player, absolutely not touching it, but trying to, they usually have like the lining on it that tells the name of the record. What, what's being played? There's basically just a word on it, illusion. And there's a, the record itself looks almost a little bit glittery, a little bit purple glitter on it. Nav takes a photo of the record. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. There's a, uh, there's a sleeve on the floor next to the record player and there's another um and the sleeve itself is like completely unmarked and there's another one just like it next to it with another record in it and then there's another stack of of records which like pink floyd and heavy like metal stuff while this is happening pete would just be checking the bathroom for good measure does that also look completely normal looks normal all right, uh, so she's definitely not in the bathroom, which means she we did just break into the house of a grieving widow going for a walk, or is that purple glitter? That's not good. Mav takes, puts on a pair of gloves and puts one of the records in like one of the really, really large freezer bags that you can get and zips it shut and puts it in her bag. Colin. Their bag also puts on a pair of gloves and he's going to pick up the sleeve and just like turn it over and look for any tags or logos or anything. It at first appears 
um, entirely unmarked, but there's something about the, like there, there it's a kind of a in, like neat pattern. Um, and if you tilt it to just the right angle, there is a small like watermark of uh, like kind of what you would find on like a license or an ID or something, you know, those little like holographic watermarks that are hard to see of what might be a rat, some kind of rodent. Motherfucker. Well, team, I don't think we're going to find her here. Let's fucking go. Unless we got anything else to do here. I might suggest that we report back to head office briefly, drop these off for a check just to ensure that we have our suspicions correct about what's on these surfaces and maybe inform someone this area is contaminated? Fair, yeah. We probably should do I that. I still want to... This may be the part of me that doesn't have self great self-preservation, but... I do kind of want to see what happens when this record is played. Is there any way we could do that without all maybe disappearing too? Do, do, do we have a record player at headquarters? Maybe we could put it in a room or something. Or maybe we go straight to the rat because time's of the essence and yet another person has disappeared probably. I'll answer both your questions. We do have a record player at headquarters. You'd be surprised how often that comes up. And secondly, <laughs> we should probably have it examined by the lab techs before we do anything with it. If your original hunch is correct and we have some kind of a world-transporting record player, which would be admittedly unprecedented, that is something that the estate is going to really want their hands on. Well, there would probably be the record. I mean, unless people ex examine the record players... He wouldn't know shit about this, but he would still look, just try and like look and just make see if there's anything about it that looks abnormal, uh, or just any details that might also imply it's from the vinyl rack. Did we go from a team that has a literal engineer for a, to a team where nobody knows how a record player fucking works? <laughs> <laughs> make a level two intellect, like perception, investigation, check. All we know at this 16. point is that Pete doesn't necessarily know how a record player works. <laughs> Pete just rolled a 16. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's so good. he does know how a record player. <laughs> I mean, specifically, Pete was like trying to see anything that might indicate the record player was from the rat. It looks like a pretty generic record player. Uh, you can find the serial number on it. Uh, there's nothing denoting that it is specifically from any particular place other than, like, you could look up the number, I guess. It's 2008. What is what what is my iPhone have 3G? Is Was that out at this time? I think the internet was, uh, was usable on phones in 2009. And also, it's, I don't know, you've got the estate. I don't know. True enough. Uh, yeah, in that case, if we're saying that he's capable of looking this up, then Pete will look this up. Looks like it was bought from Sears, probably. Pete will glance up from his phone. Uh, well, I'm not sure I'd say the player. This thing looks kind of generic, run-of-the-mill. Certainly wasn't bought from the rat. Uh, it might just be the record. Let's just bring the things that could be the risk then. And, you know, I, I want to remind you that there was another um, of record. There was another sleeve that looked like it, like almost identical to this other one. That's the one that I picked up. 
Oh, you didn't take the one off the uh, record player? Okay. But I think now that we've examined the record player, we might as well take the record off of it. Isn't the one off the record player empty? But or The record on the record player was spinning, but not, you know, playing because it had gone off the edge. Okay. okay. We'll turn the record player off and Colin is going to take like a swab sample of the glitter on the record. I put the record in a, again, plastic sleeve and tuck it into the backpack. The swab doesn't seem to pick up anything off of the record. Hmm. Okay. So we're going back to headquarters to take this to the lab. We have a lab, right? We have a lab team? Yeah. All right, time to meet the lab team, everybody. This is very exciting. Let's go, motherfuckers. So the cops weren't called on us for just breaking into a house. That's because I distracted the old lady by asking her to take care of the dog. You guys don't understand the genius that Nav is. (laughs) (laughs) That was the, uh... I was going to say that was the least eventful break-in I've been a part of, but I guess we did find an alien space record that might be a portal to another dimension, so, uh... let's, Let's just keep going. We, we have, like, diplomatic immunity, right? Probably oh, not. Oh, God, but... no. <laughs> All right, gonna try not to think about that then. Oh, no. We'll be entirely disavowed if we get caught. We probably should have mentioned that before we asked you to join the team. Oh, that's fine. Nav, Nav has their hand in the air. <laughs> yes, Nav, you know you can just talk. I just want to see whether or not this is what they call hazing or not. Nope. Unfortunately, this is a real case that is happening. No, I mean the threatening to disavow Pete should we be caught in this endeavor. Oh, no, I mean the estate will disavow any one of us if we happen to get caught by authorities. Ah, yes. Thank you for the clarification. Who are we reporting this to? Are we going straight to the lab or should we talk to Theo? I had to let out dogs, so I don't know what's going on. I was just asking if we would report to um, Administrator 3 or go to the lab first? I don't see why you can't do both. I said first. We can't do both first because first implies one before the other. <laughs> okay. Lexi. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, that was harsher okay. sounding than I intended it to be. <laughs> Getting aggressive with the DM. The DM's going to punish us for that. Kenzie, stop. <laughs> if Nav dies, I will just rebuild them stronger. Kenzie, stop insulting God. <laughs> God will smack us for that shit. (laughs) Let's go to the lab first, and then we can get some information before we see Theo. Let's go to the lab and see See what's what's on on the slab. slab. Yeah, that's a good idea. We have something to actually tell our boss. We cut over to the lab. That you are in the freshly de-resined Casaloma Estate Laboratories or laboratory, it's kind of one, not particularly large one, but it is well-stocked. I think there is a lab person in here along with, yeah, there, there is Dr. Hassan in here and another lab tech, Emma Lozano. Um, they have little name badges, so we all know each other's names. Okay. Huzzah. So I think you guys can push in through the doors and start from there. Hello, doctor. 
we have some very interesting things to show you today. Oh, things. I, 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 I very much like things that are interesting. <laughs> Strange things? Uh, probably. Uh, so, you... Wait, are you briefed on the whole thing we're dealing, doing right now? Uh, or should we just give you a quick rundown? Not specifically. I've... Uh, fuck, this accent is totally all over the place. Pick something else. You didn't start it too late. I was trying to be Dr. Hassan. I'm infectious, though. Yeah, Hassan, you did pick a really difficult accent for a character who's too too central. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to try, and if it keeps shifting into Southern, uh, we suffer. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> I've infected everybody now, motherfuckers. Oh, damn it. I'm spreading <laughs> like the goddamn plague. You'll never take me alive. Uh, Dr. Hassan, I don't wish for you to be concerned, but... Uh, Administrator Theo has put us in charge of an investigation of a series of missing people we believe may be connected to... Somebody please remind me what the purple substance is called, because I know it had a name. Spiral dust. Spiral dust. Oh. Um, spiral dust, I... That is not what I was hoping to hear at any point. You're sure? I'm afraid it's quite clear. We just have some evidence from one of the potential scenes of a disappearance we would like you to examine to confirm we have a working theory that um somebody's been pressing spiral dust into vinyl records and colin pulls the plastic bag with the record in it out of Nav's backpack and hands it to Hassan. <laughs> he just unzips Nav's backpack while Nav stands perfectly motionless. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Aisha looks kind of incredulous at that, but she doesn't say anything. She takes the the record um, from you and says, Emma, go, go prep the scopes. Yes, ma'am. All right. Uh, bring this over here. Uh, she takes a look and start like she runs. She runs some tests. I think we can wait like a few minutes. Nav takes the the like short period of time that they're there to like put away some stuff where they know Doctor Hassan would prefer it like be because they've just spent enough time in their lab to like <laughs> know what needs Aww. to be tidied. Uh, she comes back and says, "Well." These results are very odd. It would appear that it is spiral dust here, but I can't actually remove it from the record. It seems there is something else uh, sealing it to the record, like you say. So it's not just naturally sticky like that? No, no, it is not. At least not previously, and not, not that I know of. I don't... <sighs> We detected a force that is seemingly magical in nature, but couldn't quite identify it. Something magical is sealing the dust onto the record. And I'm sure there is a tool that I could could use to remove this dust, but I'm not entirely... I don't think I have it at the moment. I would have to make some requests. Dr. Hassan? Yes? Do you know if any of the secure test rooms are 
set up for use currently? Honey, you're, you're kind of in one. I mean, somewhere we could theoretically allow the record to operate while we view from a safe distance, perhaps behind some bulletproof glass or magic-proof ah. glass, if we have that in this department. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yes, I, I suppose we could do that. Yes. God, these people, they need them to be so literal with them. Yes, uh, we, we, I can set that up. I'm kind of imagining like a police interrogation room, but instead of a person on the other side, it's a record player. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. They're interrogating the record player. We we cut over to a dark, soundproof room with a record player on a table. There is a bright light shining down, and then there are shadows around the table. There is a light just shining right in that record player's face. Remember that scene in the Avengers where they have Loki in a box? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The table is bolted into the cement floor. Nav has, like, rigged a complicated row of, like, strings and ropes and, like, a stick to, like, activate the record arm from a distance. I'm imagining just, like, some very classic Home Alone-type fucking booby trap level bullshit. I'm using some of the other radio control equipment I picked up while we were at Radio Shack. (laughs) Oh my god. Nav... The test room is set up with a with a start button. Yes, but what if the property of placing the needle on the record machine affects how this works? Okay. I'll just let you do your thing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit behind here. I'm still stuck in the fact that magic is real? Not here. Oh, yeah. In certain places as well. That, that's definitely a thing that you knew, by the way. Different recursions operate on different rules, you know, magic isn't... I mean, yes, no, different recursions operate on different rules. I just thought, like, but here, well, we're not in a recursion, uh, are we? Uh, is this like a magic earth? When, when did we move? Well, no, we're not on a magic earth, but whatever the substance that makes up spiral dust is, when translated into the earth universe, it has this kind of effect. Oh, that's I, I what want... they were saying in that lecture. Oh my goodness, I need to take Dr. Ha- Hassan pipes up and says, I, I want to clarify that that uh, spiral dust does not operate under the law of magic. This is a separate effect, and I don't know what is causing it. Normally, oh. an effect like this would break down after a few days, typically. If it's weaker in particular, it would fade quite quickly. So the weakest effects might operate for a few hours. This is a magical effect that seems to not be decaying. I don't know why, but it is. it happens. As, usually there is a cause. I just don't know what the cause is. Well, okay, cool. This is this concerning. Is- Excuse me? Still super weird. I was right, sort of. All right, let's play this record. Excuse <laughs> let's me. Let's go. I, I won't deny it. I wanted to know what happens when you play this thing, too. Honestly, I'm just offended that somebody did this to a fucking record. Like, come on. Do I have your permission to begin this experiment yet or not? Earmuffs on, everybody. Okay. Oh, just so you know, Nav has also set up, like, a cardboard cutout, like two feet away from the record where they would expect somebody putting a record <laughs> to be. Please that. tell me we just had like a cardboard cutout of like somebody from like the Jonas Brothers or something. <laughs> it's 2008. Like, 
It's a ballistics gel dummy. No, it's a it's a Justin Bieber dummy because it's <laughs> Toronto, you guys. Yes, let's go. It's a ballistics gel dummy with a picture of Justin Bieber's face glued on the face of the dummy. Yes. I love that. Yes, no, that's that's canon. I can die happy now. Actually, I should double check when Justin Bieber's, Bieber's career started. It's got to have been before 2009. And I remember the big meme was everyone hated him for no reason when I was in middle school. Uh, primarily because uh, society hates anything that teenage girls like. That is true. Yeah, he's been active since 2007. 2009 would have been just like, at least in Canada, he would have been obnoxiously common. His first major single came out in 2009. Oh god, so it's quite recent. May 2009. This just happened. Upcoming. This is somebody this February. in the office has a real problem with this kid. Oh, wait, it's, it's February? February. It's just about oh, to come no. out. Oh, no. Oh, so he's not so here yet. So it's not him. Oh, wait, then when does Paul Black Mall Cop come out? Let <laughs> 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 me check. 2009. Uh, okay, wait, 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 then. It, no release date, January the 16th, 2009. We get a Okay, it's Poplar yeah. Somebody got a, a, like, took one from the theater when they were throwing it out. Yes. <laughs> Let's fucking go. So it's a Kevin James, Paul Blart Mall Cop oh, cutout. Glued shakily to a ballistic gel dummy. All right. Next to the record player, as if he's putting the record on. <laughs> this is the lore that matters. Let's go. This is cursed as shit. We have our <laughs> test subject. You can begin the experiment. All of this is just the lead up. Why are Why are we like this? <laughs> it's an important part. <laughs> hey, Lexi, are we good players? I, I I missed a lot of this stuff because I was letting the dogs in. <laughs> we were debating if we could have Justin Bieber be the uh, dummy, but like, apparently that wouldn't have worked in terms of timeline. And so it's Paul Blart Mall Cop. Amazing. Wonderful. I'm glad that this is a thing. Thank you all for being the comedy in this show because I don't provide it. It's all right. You'll get, it'll, it'll be a fun surprise when you're recording, when you're editing this. Oh, Most of my jokes I write beforehand. Wait, you can do that? <laughs> the thing about, like, Vivaldi or Tchaikovsky, not literally right, but, like, I I had thoughts about that prior to that happening. Like, I knew what was up. None of the rest of us have that privilege. <laughs> we don't know yeah, what's going to happen, and y'all are better Lexi, than me. We're not God. Shut the y'all fuck are better up. Than Say me. that again, and I will come upstairs, and I will punch you. I might be Satan, so... Okay. Anyway, we're gonna you're gonna do an experiment. Yes. Yeah, we yes. are. We have the record being interrogated. We have a little ballistics gel with Paul Ball Cop somehow attached to it. Okay. You lift the arm onto the record, you turn the record player on, and you make sure that everything is out of there and there's no sound coming out, right? And you can't hear it. That's kind of the goal, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. We don't want to be able to hear it or like interact like in direct line of sight with it either. Uh, the record spins and spins and spins. And then after about uh, th three minutes-ish, it gets to the end. It's a pretty, it ends pretty quickly and nothing seems to have happened. Fuck, does somebody have to be in there and, like, touching it, or... Dr. Hassan, do we have any guinea pigs? I mean, I could, but... 
would that be safe? Do we, I mean, we don't, we still don't know where this would send people or if it even is sending anyone. What are you saying? <laughs> it's all right. You can take the headphones off now. Oh, if it's, it, is it still playing? No. It's done, Colin. Okay, I'll take the headphones off. <laughs> so, uh, nothing happened. We were talking about making something listen to it. Dr. Hassan, did you get any readings off of that? There were very faint readings of magic, but it was very, very, very weak. And I, I suppose it might be woven into the sound? I, there were no readings of a portal opening, if that is what you were asking. If we were to play it in the soundproof room, but also record it onto a digital file, and then listen to the file, could we oh, hear what's on the record without activating whatever power is stored in the vinyl? That's just media piracy, Colin. Hey, it is media piracy with a goal. To be completely honest, uh, it depends on the situation. Uh, this one, we, we can... The only way to really find out is to try it. It really depends with these things. Can we also have a lab rat in the room while this is happening then? I was gonna say that I was thinking about having like a mouse or something listen to it, but... That just seems mean. I don't like it when mouse mice have to die, but maybe he has to sacrifice himself bravely to save innocent lives, but do we gotta? We could go outside and get a pigeon from the street. The city of Toronto seems to have plenty of those. Oh yeah, they do not give a shit. You could probably just walk up and grab one of those guys. I suggest not stealing pigeons off the street. It is... Uh, that is unnecessary. It is unfortunate that sometimes animal testing has to be done, but the harm that can come to human subjects in this line of work is sometimes great. But to be honest, I, I'm not certain that... I think whatever effect was on this record has largely worn off. Then what about this record, says Nav, pulling out the other record that we had from the scene? Oh, shit, right, Doctor, we have two records. She rolls her eyes, runs some tests. This is the one that you got off the floor. Yes. There is nothing strange about this record from what I can tell. Okay. Cod Sarnet. There, there may have been, but... There, there doesn't seem to be any more. So it's a one-time thing, then? I'm not certain about the one time, but it seems to fade with each use. She um, checks the other... She pulls out the other record and runs it again. Yes, it is definitely weaker this time. It is not gone, but it is... It is the effects, whatever was on here, is not as strong and i think if you look at the records the glitteriness has uh slightly faded more and the other one doesn't have any like it doesn't sparkle at all the one that was on the ground 
Okay, I'm, I'm getting a thought, you guys. Uh, a magical trap that erases its own evidence. So if it's a lot, if these things go bad over time, and, well, we have reason enough to believe that these things are getting distributed, but, uh, say, these uh, badges would be a dead giveaway, but if one of us lost them and acted clueless enough... You don't think we could show up to the rat as a customer, try and get one straight from the source? I think that's the best way to go about this. Figure out exactly how aware the rat is of this going on and if it's sourced out of there or if maybe the people there don't know what they're selling. If these are custom vinyls being sold through their store, they must have a supplier somewhere. Whether that's on site or not, it probably is our best bet. Make a roll for what you, for like knowing things about vinyl. I don't think Nav even needs to because I'm pretty sure we established last episode Nav hadn't heard about vinyl until now. Yeah. Pete just knows a lot. He rolled a 19. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> this is a funny now established fact. And like, he shouldn't, but there's like a small chance that he just learned a lot about this somehow. And I guess this is this is true. All right, wait, but Will Leet doesn't know about vinyls, so uh Okay. Uh I I definitely have some knowledge about vinyls. I rolled a six. Colin acts like he knows shit, but he doesn't. Yeah, Colin doesn't know, but there's some establishment in backstory things for Belle that she would know things about vinyl as well. So you and Colin can geek out about this. The vinyls in particular, they're these records are different from your typical records in that they are clearly uh, home cut. There are It's not a particularly common thing in the vinyl world because a good vinyl record is relatively sturdy and like goes through or a really expensive and in-depth process of washing and like lead and shit or not lead. I don't know. I, I looked into this a while ago. It, it goes through a, a, long ass process with a master this is a kind of record that is more home done it there are home record cutters that exist with kind of like softer um stuff this is the kind of record that one could make oneself so how do we want to go about this then do we have someone play an unsuspecting perp or do we try and shake down the rat in full gear my vote's on the former if these guys do know what's going on we don't want to tip them off i think it'd be easiest just to try and pose as customers first may i suggest we at least consider reporting this to administrator theo before going to a secondary location where one or all of us may be vanished oh definitely oh we're going there right after this Okay, let's go, team. All right. Let's hit it. We're reporting to Theo, I guess. Uh, okay. Thank you, Dr. Hassan. Have a good rest of your investigation. I never know what to say with this. You There's too. not really a good, easy, like, oh, yeah, have a good blank for this sort of work, so, yeah, don't worry about it. It's all right. We'll find something with more of the glitter on it, and then we can have a proper test. So thanks for, you know, everything, and we'll see you soon. We're trying not to be disappeared. Oh god, I said you too, and it didn't make sense in context. 
Oh god, I love the how completely awkward and bad at social interaction our, our group is. Alright, uh, you will cut over to Theo's office. What have you found? A lot of fucking things. Pretty much everybody that we discussed, uh, or at least it looked into, had been going to this one place called the Vinyl Rat that seems to have had spiral dust somehow inlaid into the vinyls that they were selling. With magic. Magic specifically holding them in place. He, um, like, looks surprised and says, well, I suppose there's, you learn something new every day. Huh. Thank you for bringing this to me. I assume you are going to continue your investigation there? Oh, yeah. That's the next step. We were planning to pose as customers and see if we could get one of these records from the source. We found one on site, but apparently the whatever this thing, this the dust or the magic or some, maybe both of these things fades over time, so... If we can get a fresh one, we might be able to look into it a little bit better. We would also like to investigate the production of these hand-pressed vinyl, so at the very least we can hope that it isn't a widespread distribution. It's likely that the record store is both the production house and the distribution point. Pretty much definitely. That is what I was expecting, so the sooner we confirm that, the sooner we can keep going with the investigation. Yeah. I say we get our asses over there then and go check shit out. I recommend that you be careful. <laughs> it goes without saying, but I, I specifically want to recommend it. Someone over there clearly has knowledge of the strange, and potentially someone has knowledge of how to create spiral dust, which, given the last time it was produced, it was created from ciphers, broken down. Uh, there's a process involved, but someone must have a supply of ciphers over there, unless the dust is coming from somewhere else, so keep an eye out for either option. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. I promise you will be careful and kind of unconsciously reaches to the uh, holstered guns on her uh, on her sides. Pete will give a slightly silly-looking salute. We'll get back in one piece, boss. All right. Good luck, agents. February 26th, 2009, Admin Log 2. The Spiral Dust investigation continues to progress. Expect more detailed follow-up later. Meanwhile, Agents Cadat, Buxton, and Gautier have been assigned in seeking additional data pertaining to the former IGS facility we now call the Casaloma Estate. These agents will focus their search in Rook, given its long history with Earth, in the hope that one of the myriad ancient factions there will have information to trade or extract. If nothing else, perhaps they will learn how much attention the recursive facility faces. Difficulties translating to it suggest it is protected, but after getting through Agent Nav's report, I suspect the contents of its vault may have been sought after for some time. Who knows how long we have to secure it before other factions begin sniffing around our home, assuming they haven't already.
For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world building by the cast of Diceweave.